Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. And we return to Our American Stories. And up next, a history story. And of course, all of our stories about American history are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, where you can go to learn all the things that are good in life and all the things that are beautiful in life. If you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu. In this story, you're about to meet someone you've probably heard of, but probably don't know. She set the world record for the fastest trip around the world in the year 1890. And she did it in just 72 days. We're talking about Nellie Bly. She wrote a book about her experiences. But in the life story of Nellie Bly, this was just a chapter in the middle. Nellie was born as Elizabeth Jane Cochran in Cochran's Mill, Pennsylvania. Her Irish immigrant family had been successful enough to have the town named after her father. Michael Cochran had ten children with his first wife, and after she died, he remarried and had five more, including Nellie. When Michael died, he left no will protecting his second wife or the then six-year-old Nellie. The next years were rough. Nellie's mother married and then divorced an abusive alcoholic. Nellie went to school to become a teacher but couldn't afford tuition past the first semester. She spent the next few years working odd jobs around a boarding house, but her real break came when she read an exchange in the Pittsburgh Dispatch. An anxious father wrote in to ask Pittsburgh's most popular columnist what he should do about his five unmarried daughters. The columnist Erasmus Wilson wrote a reply titled What Girls Are Good For? 
According to Wilson, women belonged in the home as a working woman was surely a monstrosity. And he went further to suggest, possibly in jest, that Americans might just have to kill baby girls. Nellie was not amused. She wrote a fiery response under the pseudonym Lonely Orphan Girl. The paper's editor recognized a good thing when he saw it, so he took out an ad asking the mysterious writer to visit his office. When she did, George Madden offered her a job. And this was also when she took her pen name of Nellie Bly after the Stephen Foster song. Nellie covered what the media ignored. She took a job in a factory and wrote a series of articles on the conditions facing poor working girls and women. In a twist straight out of Will Farrell's Anchorman, the paper's editors saw this fearless investigator and decided she would be put to better use writing about fashion and flower shows for the women's pages. Nellie somehow talked her way out of this to become the paper's foreign correspondent in Mexico. There, she wrote about the everyday lives of Mexicans, but took a special interest in how the dictator Diaz had a habit of throwing journalists in prison. So naturally, the government threatened her with just that, unless she left. Back in Pittsburgh, the editors weren't going to let her wiggle out of the women's pages again. So Nellie did what you might expect. She left her boss a note saying simply, I'm off for New York. Look out for me. Bly. Nellie spent six months penniless trying to break into the New York scene. She finally got a meeting at Joseph Pulitzer's New York World. In the late 1880s, New York, one developing issue was the treatment of patients in the city's mental institutions. In what might have been an attempt to brush off this persistent little girl from Pennsylvania, the New York World's managing editor, John Cockerell, asked Nellie to write a piece on one of New York's major asylums. Well, Nellie was game. Actually, that might be a bit of an understatement. She stopped bathing and brushing her teeth. She found the most tattered clothes she could. She stayed awake all night, making faces at herself in the mirror, taking notes like, faraway expressions look crazy. Posing as a Cuban immigrant, Nellie Moreno, she checked into a boarding house and let loose her best crazy act. The staff and other residents bought it. So did the police, a judge, and several doctors at Bellevue Hospital's psych ward. Her impression was so good, in fact, that other newspapers at the time wrote articles about this so-called mysterious waif with the wild, hunted look in her eyes. Declaring Nellie Bly to be positively demented, the doctors sent her off to a women's lunatic asylum on Blackwell's Island. This was America's first municipal mental health hospital, opened in 1839. Others had reported on conditions in the asylum, including Charles Dickens, who described it as a very painful experience. But no journalist was as courageous or creative as Nellie Bly. From the inside, Nellie witnessed the plight of patients surrounded by oblivious doctors and orderlies who choked, beat, and harassed patients. Some weren't insane at all, just recent immigrant women who didn't speak English. Regarding the daily conditions of the committed woman, Nellie wrote this, quote, What accepting torture would produce insanity quicker than this treatment? Take a perfectly sane and healthy woman, shut her up, and make her sit from 6 a.m. to 8 p.m. on straight-back benches, 
Do not allow her to talk or move during these hours. Give her no reading and let her know nothing of the world or its doings. Give her bad food and harsh treatment and see how long it will take to make her insane. Two months would make her a mental and physical wreck. When the patients weren't kept in isolation, other so-called therapies weren't necessarily better. Quote, My teeth chattered and my limbs were goose-fleshed with blue and cold. Suddenly I got, one after another, three buckets of water over my head. Ice-cold water, too. Into my eyes, my ears, my nose, my mouth. I think I experienced the sensation of drowning as they dragged me gasping, shivering, and quaking from the tub. For once, I did look insane. The funny thing is that as soon as Nellie entered the asylum, she largely dropped her insane act. But the staff only took that as a further confirmation of her craziness. After ten days locked up, Nellie's paper sent a lawyer to get her out, and she went to work. Her first article ran just two days later. The doctors and others responsible hemmed and hawed, trying every line in the book to excuse the inexcusable. A grand jury launched its own investigation and asked Nellie to assist because presumably few of them wanted to experience the rancid food force-feeding experience firsthand. The story made waves across America, driving broad reforms in how asylums were run and patients were screened. Nellie went on to write several investigative and editorial series on the conditions in New York jails, and corruption among legislators. By 1889, she wanted a change of pace. Inspired by a Jules Verne novel Around the World in 80 Days, Nellie told her editor she wanted to have a try at just such an adventure. Her boss was intrigued, but the people with the checkbooks, less so. No one had attempted to make such a trip in so little time. Besides, she's an unchaperoned woman. When some of the newspaper management seized on that point, Nellie said, well, very well. Start the man, and I'll start the same day for some other newspaper and beat him. So Nellie got the green light. In addition to the dress she was wearing, Nellie packed a coat, several changes of underwear, a small bag of toiletries, and some banknotes and gold. As she later wrote, It will be seen that if one is traveling simply for the sake of traveling and not for the purpose of impressing one's fellow passengers, the problem of baggage becomes a simple one. She departed Hoboken, New Jersey, and journeyed by ship, rail, horse, rickshaw, and burrow. Along the way, she visited Jules Verne himself in France, stopped by a leper colony in China, and bought that monkey in Singapore. Thanks to telegraphs, submarine cables, she filed dispatches along the way in one of the great media publicity stunts of the era. She made it home in 72 days, 6 hours, 11 minutes, and 14 seconds, beating both the titular 80 days and her own target time of 75. Back in America, Nellie married and began working at her husband's business, the Ironclad Manufacturing Company, which made everything from milk cans to oil drums. She received patents for her new ideas of a milk container and stacking garbage cans. When the company went under because of her embezzling employees, Nellie went back to journalism. She died at age 57. As another fearless American innovator, our words are inadequate to describe. Perhaps we should remember this remarkable woman not just by the fake insanity or her pet monkey, but by some words that launched her career. Here is some of her advice to that anxious father, wondering what to do about his poor, helpless daughters. Quote, How many wealthy and great men could be pointed out who started in the depths? But where are the many women? 
Let a youth start his errand boy, and he will work his way up until he is one of the firm. Girls are just as smart, a great deal quicker to learn. Why, then, can't they do the same? She continued, Here will be a good field for believers in women's rights. Let them forgo their lecturing and writing and go to work. More work, less talk. Take some girls that have ability, procure for them situations, start them on their way, and by doing so, accomplish more than by years of talking. Nellie Bly, what a story, what a classic American story, here on Our American Stories. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hey, I'm here to tell you about Upfaith and Family, the leading streaming service for uplifting entertainment. It's the only place to stream all seasons of the award-winning series Heartland with exclusive content you won't see anywhere else. Binge all of the past seasons and don't miss the season 17 of Heartland and stream a new episode weekly. Dive into the warmth of Heartland and let Upfaith and Family be your go-to service for all things uplifting. Start your free trial today. Go to upfaithandfamily.com for your free trial. Upfaithandfamily.com.